I want to share those answers with everybody. Connecting with the community live. So thank you for three years of listening. Season four of The Little Ones. Welcome to Live with Lex. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Little Ones podcast, Live with Lex. I'm your host, Alexis Surratt, and joining us today is a very dear friend of mine, Elena Anadolis. Hi. So Anna, Elena is a disability and inclusion advocate. We've danced together on many topics on the podcast previously yes, we regarding, yeah, we have body positivity, um, self-love, that one I love, and sex. Today, we're going to be responding to um, a, a topic though is brought up by a lot of our users and it will actually it's kind of like a conglomerate right like it's a cluster of questions um regarding learning disabilities math anxiety ee, and speech every time i think about it, my feet and um and speech pathology and um, when i get these questions i always try to think really long and hard about who I can get to one, um, mostly what our goal is here is to spread awareness, because I think a lot of these questions, you know, especially the way that they're posed to me are that they wonder if they're alone in it, or maybe they're the only one experiencing it. And so my main goal always with the podcast is just to be like, yo, you're not alone at all. So then I try to think of who I can get on to talk about these things. And Elena, you're the one. You're the I one. Am for this one. <laughs> oh, well, I was like, I called you and I was like, hey. <laughs> hey. Um, maybe you have some experience here, because I certainly do. And um, I very much like to, to discuss it with you. So welcome back to the show, Elena. Well, thank you for having me. It's always fun. Yes. Thank you for being me myself so it's fun oh only if you're yourself i'll click off they <laughs> come out um i wanted to wish everyone a very happy labor day weekend as well because a lot of us we work all the time and we uh don't remember always that it's a holiday so so happy labor day weekend <laughs> to everyone um I think it's best if we start with, I was, I'm going to Tarantino it. I think it's best if we start with the questions and go with our personal experiences okay. on them. Um, because guys, we actually were, we had um, someone scheduled to be on the show who is a professional in one of these topics. But if you're um, just joining us now, we are discussing learning disabilities and um, math anxiety. And also, um, I'm sorry, I have a child that's interrupted. Would you like to come say hello? <laughs> hi, say hi. Come here. Well, hi. you're interrupting the whole thing. Say hello. Um, let's go with personal experience if you would like to start and I'm going to sure. answer my son's question really quick. I'll be right back. 
questions are. Okay, so personal experience. Um, so I'm 38 years old. Hi, Nicholas. It's my friend Nicholas. Um, so I was in the New York City Board of Ed school system many, many moons ago. Um, and obviously because I have a uh, physical disability, I have cerebral palsy. Um, I also have learning disabilities and um, what they consider to be a speech and language di disorder because I had a tongue thrust. Personally, I thought it was just that I didn't speak English very well because um, my first language was Greek. So in terms of um, learning disabilities, let's see. I'm not exactly sure what the terminology for what I have what the terminology for what I have is now, but it would be the main ones are ADHD, um, dyslexia, um, facial integration, um, and auditory processing. Those and, are the main ones. And for those who don't know, because again, our whole goal here is to just spread awareness for those who don't know what those terms mean um do you do you want to expand a little auditory processing and it just sounds like a lot of big words auditory processing is um i can understand what you're saying um in terms of hearing it but when it comes down to transferring it to paper i have a problem I don't agree with that, first of all. <laughs> okay, well, but, uh, okay, we know you don't agree with it. I don't, but okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just, I'm listening now, I'm using my listening. Um, the issue might be because I do have fine motor skill issues, meaning, like, I do things slowly with, with my hands, like writing and stuff is not, diff not difficult, I just, speed isn't my, my forte, so, which is part of the cerebral palsy. Um, personally, um, attention, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is, um, when your, ex the executive part of your brain, meaning the one that organizes and helps focus and a slew of other things is just a little off balance. So anything can distract me. Like I can hear a pin drop in the room. Um, and then I'll go nuts. Um, uh, let's see. Um, what my else? daughter has that too. I'm sorry to interject, but my daughter, one of my kids with cerebral palsy, she has a, a similar thing. Like a dog will bark across the street and it's like a jump scare. And it, she has to, she's gotten so good at it, but it would, when she was little, completely, like she would hear a pin drop, right? And it, mm -hmm. it would disorganize a lot of things. Um, um, in terms of, um, what do you call it? In terms of the tongue thrust, tongue thrusting is when you take your tongue and you um, push the back of your, the, push the top, use your tongue to push your top jaw forward. Personally, I don't think that my tongue thrust was that severe. That, that would be a speech-language pathology issue. Mm -hmm. um, I personally think that I needed ESL because English wasn't my first language. I think they just used the tongue thrust as another way to get me more services. I don't think I really needed it. 
Wait, um, wait, hold up. That's a very important point. I also want, there's someone out there that needs to hear this. I opted to, you couldn't diagnose Ava. They wouldn't diagnose Ava with cerebral palsy until, until she was two years old. But they knew, obviously, she had a massive brain trauma at birth. And, you know, when she was in her first year of life, they said, well, we can't really diagnose her, so she may not get the services, but we definitely know it's this. Well, if you definitely know, let's get the diagnosis, get the diagnosis so you can get the services. Mm -hmm. That's basically, basically, theoretically speaking, you have your diet, you have all these diagnoses so that you would be able to get your services. Now, most parents have to fight. Like, my parents had to go to impartial hearings and fight the district. Yeah, I fight. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's all That's all these labels are for, theoretically. That, that's how it's supposed to work. Um, yeah, it's just, so, like, the science behind, like, getting what it is that you need for your loved one. But you still just have the way the systems are placed. Right, but you still have to fight as a parent. Yes. Um, anyway, so the tongue thrust was that. Um, what else did I say? Nick, do you remember what I said? Sorry, there's someone in the comments that actually pays attention to what I said. I know it does. It's actually for another person who gets easily distracted. Um, the comments, I love them so much. But um, auditory, you covered that. Tongue thrust, you covered that. ADD. Yeah. I covered that one too. Yeah. So. Um, and my fine motor skills. Um. Oh, he's laughing. Um, stop laughing at me. You always do. Um, so, um, fine motor skills. Basically, anything that I can do with my hands, I do it slowly. Because all these tests that they give you to diagnose you um, for these disorders, conditions, whatever you want to call them, um, there's a lot of rhetoric. Um, a lot of them are time sensitive, mm -hmm. um, and you're also not allowed to use a computer. So why wait, why is that? Because it's part of the it's part of the test. So when they do when they do your when they do a neuropsychological evaluation, which is the six hour test, um, to diagnose you at various. Um, learning, learning, um, mental health disabilities, and so on, um, neurological disabilities. Um, there, it's a series of tests. A lot of them are timed. Um, and what I, I know we weren't going to talk about this, but it goes in with it. If, if the tester did not write on, in the report that, the my marks on certain tests do not do not reflect my intelligence i would be considered borderline um intellectually disabled okay i have two <laughs> thoughts on that i'm sorry can i just put a pin on that because time test time timed test so i always do all this research right before these things when people ask did you hear that? That was my my dinosaur that I keep on my desk. So I did all this research. I wanted to um, talk about these things because there's a lot of 
people out there that one, feel they're alone in a said diagnosis, which is why they anonymously post questions. I don't care. I love your questions. Keep them coming. You could call yourself Batman. You got a question, ask me. I love it. I'll, I'll try to find an answer. But a lot of them have to do with like that ties into math anxiety. And I have a feeling we're just going to go through all three of them, like, you know, double that. It ties into a lot of activities. timing things. I hated that as a child. In school in general. Um, it just, that gave me so much anxiety that if you were like, tick, I could hear the clock more than I could think about the answer. It's like, tick. <laughs> like how many more minutes do I have? And I know I know the answers and I had them in my head. And that um, that did me a huge disservice. But also if like for, for my daughter holding a pen, if you can't use a computer or you can't use another device and let's say it's not bubbled in correctly and that's, um, that's not giving well, what you would happen. Okay, oh. so what would happen on that? On that, I don't know exactly because I don't know what they do with um, children or adults. Because by the way, if you do, so I had to do a. I did the testing, a short version of the test that the board of ed would pay for every three years. It was called a triannual. But when I went to college, my parents paid, and I did the six-hour test. You know, paid out of pocket. Um, twice actually um the first um we didn't like the way that she wrote the report she basically said that i wasn't capable of doing anything and i would never go to school um and then i, I, I had i had one of those too why do you yeah. think mrs klein hi mrs klein <laughs> um and then the second one actually said well because of the way that the test is administered these are elena's scores and according to the scores she does have an intellectual disability but she really doesn't because if it wasn't timed and it wasn't it was and she had you know an alternate way of doing it aka computer for one of them at least she's intelligent yeah yeah i think this is a good time i'm gonna switch it up and i'm gonna go to some of the statistics because you know i love statistics yum yum and I do it every time, but I think it's high time because what if a teacher or somebody who, you know, is in a position of that level of power doesn't know this, or maybe they didn't experience it, or maybe they had to like cram down that experience and, and forget about it. Um, just real quick, at least one in every 59 children has one or several learning disabilities. I always am like, but what? Can I can yeah. One in five children in the U.S. have learning and thinking differences, such as dyslexia. Is that what they call them now, thinking differences? Yeah. We just think differently, which, by the way, it seems to be working. So I want someone else out there to hear that. Um, that is the point of everything I researched and the questions that were asked is that there were structures in my school system that did not work for me, but God, I love to learn. Holy cow, do I love to learn. I'll, I'll read, I love to learn, but I didn't like the way that it was being taught. It didn't make sense to me. The format, no. I didn't like the format and, and it didn't, and I didn't do well. I did not do well in school. So um, 
Dyslexia, for those who are wondering, is defined as a condition of neurodevelopmental origin that manifests effects in, ooh, this is weird. Thank you, Webster. The ease within a person and how they read, write, spell, and typically recognize a specific learning function is defined as a disorder within children. Okay. Well, um, my dyslexia comes in, I flip letters and numbers. I think far more people <laughs> actually know. So have you ever, you know what I love the test of, you know, back in the day, because I'm a dinosaur of the rotary phone, when you would have to repeat back, you'd say repeat back your number because you don't have a cell phone. But I could do that. I well, I couldn't. And I'd oh, have no, I could. That's a, that's a, see, that's a memory thing. And that's not a dyslexic thing. That's a memory well, thing. The way you write it down. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you write, you're hearing it. But if you accidentally switch like two numbers, technically, whatever. No, I switch. Honestly, like when I'm doing my like bank ledger, because I still have to do it old school, because when it comes to numbers and math. Um, can you explain dyslexia more? I know. But, uh, okay. Okay. From our personal perspective, you want, Nick? There are multiple, yeah, Nick. There are multiple. Wait, your name is not Iron Wolf. Your Nick. No, that's that's his that's his TikTok name. <laughs> okay. There's there's a few forms of dyslexia. I'm gonna let you take it, Elena, and I'll add. Um. So in my experience, it happens when I read, like with the E's and the I's. I'll switch them, and then I'll pronounce the word wrong, or I'll or when I write. Oh. It's a learning disability um, yeah, that has to do with reading and numbers. Well, that's what I was saying in Webster's definition. Webster, not me, defines it as a neurodevelopmental um, problem that mainly affects the ease within a person's ability to read, write, spell, or typically recognize um, specific learning structures so basically in english that means i know <laughs> that means i i i drop when i write I, i'll drop a letter here or there um when i do numbers i'll flop the numbers like i'll flip-flop them like if it's yeah like i was doing my checking count the other day and because it's math, I have to use a ledger. I can't do it on the computer. Like, I literally have to print everything out. I did. Long division. Long division. I, you I, like did, I did 29 instead of 92. And I was. it took me an hour to figure out that mistake. Where you went wrong. And you know what? All of these statistics show that it's far more common than, than anyone thinks. So that's why we have this conversation. So that you recognize that if you're someone that did you know, 29 instead of 92 and you're at home, you're like, what's wrong with me? Actually, nothing. Um, it's, it's pretty common. I, for one, failed math on repeat in high school, but I was like- So in high school, I never got a reading diploma because they didn't let me, even though I passed, they didn't let me try to take 
the math regions. Well, no, I did pat. I did do the math regions. They, they didn't let me try to take the we had to take sequences. So you either did a you did a math sequence or or a science sequence, and I was like, all right, um, you know. And back then, it was when they were switching um, the maths to this weird stuff. Um, so I was writing weird, weird stuff. The ones that are right. so are no, like, like so the the, the way that they the way that they label them sequential one two three. It wasn't oh. sequential one two three. It was math oh, A. Yeah. You had trigonometry, algebra. Yeah, you're not even. But you're not even that old. Much older than me. I don't know. Okay, so trigonometry, algebra, and then I don't know what comes next. It was sequential one, two, three, and then it went into math A and B. Yeah. So I was right in the middle where I had already taken sequential one and two, and then they shifted over to math A and B. So I had to do sequential one, two, math A, B. But the, and I passed it. I didn't get. Yeah, you did. Passed. I passed. Wait, in the hospital, right? Hip right. surgery. Hip oh, surgery. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. Uh, on, on Percocet. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, um, they wouldn't let me take. They wouldn't let me take um the science review because they're like, "Well, you're gonna fail," and I was like, "So what?" Yeah, Just no, I mean, then take it again. And that's another thing for parents. Like when you you feel like your child maybe I want to get into that because I have four and we and I've definitely had these conversations where they felt uncomfortable and, and all of that. I just, you know, I'm the first to be like, hello, we need help. And I know you have services and I'll find them. Um, that's part of why we're doing this. But my personal experience, Alana, you already know, but for those who don't, I failed high school math, like the basic kind, especially when it got to be like a long division, because I would flip flop two numbers, apparently, allegedly here and there, and then not be able to find the answer, just like you said. And, but the awareness of it. So I didn't know. And then all through high school, I, I'd be in like AP English, AP history, all the, the mm -hmm. trying my face off. I was like, what's wrong with me, you guys? I honestly, it, it made me feel, I hate saying this, but this is what I'd always, I'd be like, am I dumb? Like, I, like, how am I not? I feel like I understand. Can I ask a question? When you were going to be home doing your homework, did you get it? I understood the task, right? I understood what was being asked of me and, and the format of the equation. But I didn't know that I was doing that subconsciously, basically. And so I thought I got to an answer. And then, but no one told me, oh, this is true, but all through high school, that it was that simple of a change until I got that one year, that one year at college, you know, like an institution where they call it college. And um, in college math, my professor told me that I'm numerically dyslexic and put me, remember, in a classroom <clears throat> underneath a school. That was in college? I thought that was in high school. Nah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. So that's why we have to have this conversation because these questions, although we've come so far, I have to say with, with the, there are so many resources out there and, and the awareness is really 
far greater than when I was in high school. No one even bothered to tell me, hey, Lex, it's 29, not 92. No one even bothered. And, and I didn't know. So I thought for four years that I just like, I was incapable of doing math in any way, like any mathematical equation at all, no matter how hard I tried. And then they put me in what they called then special ed and didn't teach me anything in there. That wasn't high school, right? college, that one year of college. They had special ed. In, what do you mean? They had special ed in college? Mm-hmm. A, spe- a special education classroom. But there wasn't anything. There was no education going on in there. No, but oh, okay. Because I haven't. We don't. I don't think we have that in New York. Well, I'm a little bit older than you, as you've already stated. But um, not that much. I. I was. The point of the story is that I was grateful that it was such a simple change, because now I thought forever I couldn't do math, and therefore I hated it. But actually, as it turns out, I love math. Flying plane. Actually, really guys. Coding. I am all, yeah, she geeks out about math, guys. But I didn't know it was such a, all I needed to do was, re, like, look two times. Look, look once over, then look another time. We're good. When I'm writing it down, look twice. And that's all I had to do. But I went that whole educational process till 18, thinking that like there's just something wrong with me. All I needed was to know that that I needed to double check. Yes, <laughs> simple. Nick, we know you're awesome at math. That's why you, you do my things for me. I like when I'm trying to figure something out, I text them and I can do that. <laughs> but you also, you also build things, sir. Okay, good. We might need that. Okay, so back to statistics really quick. That was our, that was like tales from our dark farms, right? That was <laughs> the sad days. Um, 2.8 million kids are actively getting services involving special education. It still says it here. Is that what we're calling it still? I don't know. I like, I mean, so not that I'm sensitive to it, because honestly, I'd sign up for special education right now if it means that I don't have to be in a structured classroom that doesn't, you know, I can't so learn. When I was, so when I was in school, they, they called it mainstream. They called me main, that I, they said that I was mainstream, which meant that I got related services and I was in a general education classroom. Yeah, I don't even know. I think they just call it services for my kids. Like, um. As each one of my kids. No, like, it just I think I think you're in a general education classroom with 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 related services. Yeah, no, no, no. So for my kids, well, so that's another thing we're gonna talk about for those who who don't know, because a lot of people had questions about how from baby to like their grandparent they think they need speech pathology assistance or um, you know, maybe their their kid is struggling in math. They hate it. They're throwing their book across the room. They don't want to talk about it. There are services out there, and from and all I can ever speak to because again, not a doctor, not a professional, really anything. Actually, you are a professional. Thank you very much. Okay, guys, she's a professional with her life experience and her her experience of being a mother. 
I'm a professional. I'm serious. I'm, I'm serious because because I'm sorry. As much as I love the medical field and the education system, you know, um, you know your kids better. And and we both have fought fiercely for that fact. And then that's why we have to tell them. So even if you think that your school district or the school you're in or the city or the I have the that there are resources that maybe you don't know about because they're not widely known or broadcast everywhere. They don't, they don't no, they don't broadcast. They're not broadcasting it right because you know we'll we'll get into why another day. Ugh. But anyways, they're there and they're available. So when they when I would have parent teachers in the last two years and they said about one kid and another kid, this one seems to be struggling with reading. This one seems to be struggling with math. I mean, we had kids in homeschool taught by this person. Of course they're struggling. Like I I tried my best, you guys, with it, but I'm mom and they didn't want to talk to me and it was hard. I was during the whole time of COVID, I was I was trying to keep up with everything. And I, I thought I did, I'm actually, you know what? I'm proud of how much I did in that time. There you go. You're by yourself differently, ma'am. Yeah. And if they're behind the whatever imaginary curve in certain testing numbers that we don't even know where those came from or the last time they were really reevaluated. Um, I don't baseline my kids or my own ability to learn um, on some baloney number. But if they're struggling, if they are uncomfortable, if they get this kind of math anxiety or reading anxiety or whatever, it's so important to know that that in itself is going to um, impede I think, I mean, it would for me and it did for them, their trajectory and in, in their capability within their individuality. I have always said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm the first mom to be like, whoa, 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 struggling, struggles. Let's talk about that. If they don't want to, if they're not learning within the format that you're teaching, I would like those special services. I know you have. Like a consultant teacher? Yep. And if they are seemingly nervous, when you, when they ever they said, well, they didn't do well in this testing environment, what exactly was the testing environment? Was it just you and my child in like a weird room? Because I remember that as a kid. Yeah, like, I did that, but I didn't care. Come in here and then let me just like ask you questions. And I was like, Str I mean, stranger danger. And also I can't, rem I, I'm, I was a shy kid, I'm a shy person. I would forget even my own name in that moment. I couldn't. Remember. Oh, I would do. So I did have a math tutor, right? And I would do the, the, I would do everything perfect. And I understood the concept and everything. And then when I went to go take the test, fail. Fail. Yeah. Failed, failed many times. <laughs> <laughs> fail. But it, that's why we share these, these stories because that's tough as a kid. And I don't want, I remember what it feels like. I don't want anybody else's kid to feel like that. I don't want any other adult to feel like they're alone in these situations. Yeah, we all felt that way. So what can we do about it? There are other 
formats that you can be you can ask for i i honestly honestly i have an iep for three of my four children because i was like this one is a slow test taker and she would like to take her time and i don't want her to be evaluated on the tick 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 timer that makes her feel like she can't answer the questions because i remember that Mm-hmm. She wants to take the test and she knows the answer, but she does not want, she doesn't want to hear your clock. Um, the other one, he does not want to be cornered in, you know, not, they didn't corner him. Okay, everyone relax. But, you know, just soloed out and questioned on tests. A lot of kids do well on that. A lot of kids do not. Um, and that's where I I personally question who decides whether or not like these ones can do it and these ones can't? What if the environment was just not right for them? What if they actually would have tested entirely differently? Because everyone's in, in Oh, my question for you is what if the test was in a different format? That's what I'm saying. And no, it is an environment. You said environment. When I when I mean different format, I'll give you an example. When I was in when I was in college, format. right? I had you know I had um I could use a computer um for my exams and things like that. But when it came to to foreign languages, I needed a scribe, meaning someone's right for me. Right. And I took Greek because I I had never taken it as a child, and it's totally different learning from home. And learning in college and they couldn't find a greek uh a person who could read and write greek in order to be my scribe oh my so gosh. wait what did my professor do he gave me an oral exam mm-hmm. he told me a story i had to fill in the blanks with the information and conjugate the verbs and do this and do that verbally now, if it was on paper, Lex, oh yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it. I'm telling you right now because I'm better. Again, I'm better verbally than I am on paper because it's more difficult. It takes me a longer time to process things when I have to write because I have not a hard time writing, but it takes me a longer time. So if I could do all my tests in that format, I'd be a straight A student. You'd be on on this side. Yeah, that's why these tests.
Oh my word. I that promise. Did you see me trying so hard? Like, I can't see you anymore. I don't even know where you are. I'm um, here. I can see you. Well, I can't see you. Um, that was, I don't know who that weird number was, but if you're listening right now, that was pretty lame. That was lame. You could have written your question, concern, comments. You could have like, don't call me from like a random unknown number via FaceTime that can't like, can't be declined. That ain't it. Um, anywho. No, okay, so if I was able to take all my exams that way, I'd have three PhDs. You would, but that's how I feel. Like, I also, I understand that so much because I, it took me years to undo the mental, like, image I had of myself around math, revolving math, because of all you know, the failed tests and how everybody else was doing and, and how, you know, what my teachers said and they'd be like, well, why can't you figure it out? And what's wrong? Like, it made me, uh, I'm about to go ham on someone. I can't decline it. Who's doing this to me? I don't know. I wish I'm trying to answer it actually so I can, for the audience, we can all inquire as to what their problem is. <laughs> Would you mind giving me one second so that I can um, ask Daniello how to make sure that doesn't happen again? Do you want me to but text him or? No. Hey, like, oh, okay. hey, how do I make that not happen again? How, I don't know um, who this is, but it's like an unknown number. And it sure. and I can't um, decline it. Thank you, Daniela, for being on. What is this? Here. I'm just going to try and do not disturb. Yeah, but then I, when you did that last time, I couldn't get the questions. No, you should, you'll see them in here still. Okay. You just won't get any pop-ups from your phone. I have my phone on Do Not Disturb and the message. You see, remember when we did that? Okay, that was weird. Sorry, guys. But I just turned it on for your laptop here. Oh, you're in my laptop. Could you pay my bills and answer some emails, please? Um, I'm going to go now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, your 4,000 emails. All right, back to that. Thank you, Danielle. He has a lot of editing to do, but we love you. Text me, text me if you need anything. Immediately, yes, I will. Thank you. Okay. Um, so when the question was revolving math anxiety, I, it made me, the more I researched, I was like, it's actually anxiety and tension in, um, many different formats because of the testing structure. So we have to have these in place. We should really loosen them up a little bit and remember that people learn differently not yeah. everyone like keep a strong structure of what we know works but be able to move you know in other directions if a child like you say you answered questions verbally better my one daughter ava absolutely 
my son wouldn't rather much rather not talk to you. Like <laughs> very, very much rather. Here's the problem though, because I didn't so there were a lot of students in my in my you know college, a lot of my friends who were um who looked more disabled. And because they looked more disabled and they did have a speech impairment, like you can hear it when they when they spoke, um, they were allowed to do it verbally. So also it's also because in college, guys, just so you um future parents of future college students. Any if college is in the future. If college is in the future, okay. Your professor does things at their own discretion. I do not care what the handbook says. If you get it in writing from the professor that your child can do A, B, C, D, mm -hmm. first read the handbook. Yep. But more times than not, it's up to the individual professor. And if it does not change the the information or they can't come they they there is absolutely positively no way that they can come up with a different format then fine but it's up to the discretion of the professor whether or not your child can do an assignment pass or fail yeah no yeah. in the way that they they're yeah. able to do it like I'll give you an example. Um, my professor, right? Um, I couldn't. What was it? Oh yes, was instead of instead of taking a test, I wrote a paper. I love that because I was better at writing. Um, instead of going into class because I had to take two two forms of paratransit to get to school. He said, you're not doing that. It's going to take you four hours. Um, get one of your friends who's in the class with you to just bring their laptop and Skype. Okay. Oh. Um, extended time on assignments, anything like that. Anything, any accommodation that your child may need is up to the discretion of the professor as long as you get it in writing. I don't care what any disability office says. You have the, first of all, be open with the professor about your disability. If you feel, if you have, if you feel that they're understanding. Okay. Because I, I'm going to tell you this right now. I lost a year and a half of school because I was 18. I didn't get things in writing. And mm -hmm. the dean came back to me and says, well, the professor's telling me a different story. Meanwhile, yeah. the teacher had me doing all this work while I was home doing physical therapy five days a week. All this work, my parents also hired a tutor so I can do it. And we were emailing back and forth and I had the emails to prove it and she would comment on my assignments. But in the end, she told the Dean, I don't feel that Elena got the full experience of the classroom because she wasn't in the class. What? No. So why are you making me do all this work then? Why don't you just have me drop the class? But I didn't have it in writing. Do you, do you understand what? So whatever you do, 
paper trail. Well, and and know the, that these are options. So I didn't. Oh my god, I'm like I don't know. Am I freezing? I just got like a weird buffering. No, you you're not freezing. No, you're good. It's giving me okay. All right, fine. Well, any hoozy. I didn't know in going back. I didn't know that it was a possibility. I didn't that, either. That maybe I just needed one person to say, "Hey, let's just go back over this work." Hi, parents. Hi, teachers. Go through that. It's not just a wrong answer. Maybe you could save somebody four years of their life by going, wait, how did they get a wrong answer if that's actually how you do it? And, and it's just one easy catch. But also know that if, if you go to parent teachers or you go into meetings and they say your kid's not reading or they're not spelling or you know whatever there are options there and you don't have to think oh there's something wrong with my child there's nothing wrong with your child you have to ask those you have to not offer. ask them or they will not offer it okay. and and if you i'm offering this because what i found was there are you know, it's very individual to each state. So there's like a lot of, a lot of numbers and, and emails. I wrote them all down. You go through all 50 states. Yeah, I did, yeah, I did, yeah, I did. Okay. Just, Guys, you went through all 50 states. It's just where I'm at. But um, I have them. And I, I just, in case someone asked me a question about their area, I wanted to be prepared with that answer. And um, they're there. They are not broadcasting that information. I don't know why. And I think it's kind of lame, guys. I think they should be really bold and but proud of it. I don't understand that. why. Because, because unless it's changed over the years, the more services your kid has, the more funding the school gets. Well, and like put that on blast. We teach everyone. You know, like that. Yes, I love that. But anyways, we can't fix that too today. Not today. Um, what I wanted to cover in that topic too is that we, you know, we're talking about our schooling experience. I've learned more since I was not in a, in like, a, you know, an institution like format of that type um, just by knowing what I wanted to learn. And then in the in the cadence in which I could digest all of that information and and the way that I wanted, the way that I felt I could retain it. Call me whatever you want to call me, but I've learned a lot since then, a lot more than I would venture to say I learned in school in that first 18 years. Um, it's, I just don't want people to feel like that's, they're the only one that feels that way. There's just, we need to revisit the way that we have, um, a lot of schools are doing it a lot. I, I will give credit where credit's due, where they understand that everybody learns differently and they're trying to figure out who's in their classroom and how best to reach everybody's needs. They're at least trying. Um, but we really need to, like the standardized testing, we are still doing it the exact same way. 
Hello. We um, should... Let's just put it this way. The That's same. Right. Okay. So the same. So when you take a neuropsychological evaluation, which tests behavior, um, your IQ, different things like that, there's a P, uh, there's a kids version, and then there's the adult version. The adult version starts at 16, right? 16 through however old you are. 16. I don't know. Anyway, this is how, I don't know how it is now, but this is what it was like when I, when I, when I did it. Right. So I was used to taking these tests and I have a very good memory. You want to know why I scored so high on the tests? Because I remembered the answers. Hey, there's something in flying planes where you know, you use everything you possibly can. Where I use my flight, I write my flight notes and permanent marker. And there's a flight instructor the other day that said, use whatever you have, whatever resources available. And, and if that's the one, lean into it. If you understand it, if it's your mode of operating, there's nothing wrong with that. But you do have a very good memory. And I love that about you. <laughs> I wanted to tell you, and I think that it's really important that we mention this too, that um, in two of the surveys that I read, yikes, on um, math anxiety specifically, but then it went into like learning um, anxiety and classrooms tension. <laughs> We've talked about this before. Who came up with spelling bees? 93% of adults reported that they felt some apprehensiveness about any kind of math, especially in a public forum. So 93%, that's kind of like, you know, all of us. Maybe we could give each other a little leeway when... I was counting on my fingers today when I took the kids to the pool. <laughs> I was like, yeah. What? Said to my friend Nick, don't make fun of us. Well, I that's delayed for so I don't have anybody else here anymore. You still here? I see all the comments. Oh, but not any new ones. I don't have any. Well, you can make fun of me. I don't care. But yeah, I I do use my fingers to count. Oh no, I know he's still here. That's why. Um, but 93% is important for everyone to know that that means if you feel nervous when you're faced with like a, I don't know, maybe you're paying a check and you're like, I just need a second to calculate a tip, like no biggie. Um, everybody does apparently. So just you have someone like staring at you. Yeah. Don't <laughs> first of all, um, I also wanted to tell everyone that for speech pathology, um, before we probably have to go, um, my experience with that is, um, you know, with my daughter with cerebral palsy, it was extremely important for eating. You know, if you have a baby, if you have an infant, if you have an elderly loved one or you're a caregiver, um, speech doesn't just mean talking. It can also be, you know, feeding and drinking and all of those things. 
Um, yeah. I, I found the baby sign language was super helpful and I'm going to put that, like they picked up on it really quickly. Like thirsty. Yeah, well, for my, for my sister who was, um, more involved, nonverbal, um, she had speech and they did, they, um, taught her how to chew and swallow mm -hmm. and suck on a straw. So that all came into it. Um, and also, um, the straw is a big deal because you remember when you were talking about the tongue thrust, they were saying like to strengthen the muscles in your mouth to form the words and everything. Right. So with her, it was, it was up here. So they would do like certain, your top lip, the muscles here, and we would have to like bring it down. You know what I mean? Or even sensitivity in, in the mouth. Yeah. Which for hygiene, you know what I mean? Some kids have, like I have issues with people touching my hair. Okay. Some people have issues with different textures in their mouth. Um, that was, you know, that's a big thing when you, when you need to have, you know, oral hygiene. Yeah. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. And your breathing, swallowing, like choking. So I learned a lot in that. There's not a single thing. Um, I'm so grateful for all the angel therapists, all the brilliant people that I've been able to work with. I learned so much, not just for Ava, but for all of my kids, for myself too, you know? I like, think everything that we've learned that they label as special needs or disability related in some way, shape or form, you can use it if you don't have that label. Everyone. And that's why I'm so fortunate for that information. It's been extremely helpful in, in all areas of my life. I just wanted people to know that that's a common misconception that it, you know, as I read here, a lot of people, and I had it too, right? Like they said speech therapy and I was like, she's like five months old. <laughs> I'm not really expecting her to talk anytime soon. Um, then they said, well, it will help. I didn't know guys. Okay. No, I don't think any parent knows unless, unless they're a uh, professional in the field. It does not have it in the way. And it's scary. When it's you're scary. Excited. And it's scary. it's scary and breathing it transfers into sleeping all of that so i have a lot of great numbers and resources on that too where there's like larger like ashas their website and um will give more like state associations for each state on the speech language pathology um auditory too and um i just want to remind everyone again because I'm just a mom. I'm not a medical professional. I just do. Lex, stop seeing that but you're. Like, but hear me out. This is important. This is important. Please okay. always, as a human being, do your due diligence and check licenses and certifications. Do not forget that. Make sure, even if it's on a website or blah, blah, blah. Make sure you ask to see, or you make sure that they have up-to-date licenses and certifications. I cannot do your, do your, do your, do your research. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's, um, that's that. So I think.
think that oh, do we want to say our questions because we're running a little bit over, but we kind of covered it. I just want to shout out we're to running the over because we had we had those because I love talking to you. But wait, where did the I wrote down we kind of covered it, but I want to shout out to the people who did. I, I I never get to the ones that write in all of them. So I hope everybody understands that what I end up doing is taking the question that encompasses the most on the same topic. I hope that that is okay. Um, know that I read them and that I, I do the best that I can because I love you. That's it, really. Um, so have you or do you have have you or do you have a learning disability from Jenny in California? Yeah, I mean, I personally think we all do. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that for you or for me? Um, it was it was to the it was to us. So we, we covered that. But hey, Jenny from California. Hi. And those who those who ask the same question, yeah, guys, yeah, I've I've definitely been considered. Uh, a whole lot of things that I use. <laughs> it's another therapy session, but um, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, has she been has she been officially diagnosed? I don't I don't think so. But I, but she knows that she has it because of her life experience well life experience but also like one of these things is not like the others and then other like teachers and and things would point other things out when i didn't fit into the exact box, box that that they wanted me to and then they told me that you know mrs klein told me that i'd never to anything i love shouting out her name. i i hope you're out there and she's listening <laughs> and then, yeah and then you know, all the other time. Well, she's just F, F, failed, D minus. What's wrong with her? And especially when, when I went to school, it's definitely changed a lot since since then. But do you know what that does to a person? When you're already trying to learn, you're already trying to grow up, which is a lot. My school didn't help me with my college applications. No. They didn't want, they, they said I couldn't, I didn't. I wasn't gonna go. No, it's already a lot, and so you just and then somebody says you can't. Somebody yeah. says something wrong. Well, I did the common application with my mom. Yeah. Who, by the way, is a brilliant woman, but she's not educated in in the in the um traditional classic, classic way. Yeah. <laughs> so um no, she did graduate yeah, high school, mom, but mom, tell mom I said hi. I will. Thank you. Um, but yeah. Okay, yeah. seventeen of them. <laughs> so yes, yes, Jenny from California. Um, we do and probably have all kinds of learning disabilities. Thank you so much for asking. And there's so many different ones now that I don't even want. Yeah, to and then they I don't even want to get tested because it's just going to be a long list. Just keep learning and keep asking questions. Right. And keep learning. Have the have the guts, guys, to say, I have more questions. Have the chutzpah in you, which you're gonna need to say, No, I have a hyphenated last name. I'm going to need more time bubbling in my 
last name, like last names. I need a minute or I don't like, you know, speak up. You have to, because nobody, if no one else is going to. No one else is going to do it for you. And, and just say, and it's okay. And know that it's okay. There's so much awesome in that. And you can just ask to talk to your teacher or ask to talk to. And if the teacher is responsive, talk to someone else. And, and or, or the manager, like we're going to get to in a caregiver situation and you say, well, I'm not leaving until we find, because the resources are out there. Shout out to Andrew Spiel in her PhD, because if it wasn't for him, I would still be in college. Wait, who are we shouting out right now? Uh, my college mentor. Oh, he's a I big, know this uh, He's a big HIV um, advocate. He's yeah. amazing. I love him. Um, the, guy that, the guy that I co-authored the chapter book with. Yeah. Um, shout out to Andrew Spildener because if it wasn't for you, I would have never graduated from Hofstra. Well. No, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have graduated. Okay. Well, I don't like what I could have shut us. Because, I, because I didn't have the right person to guide me. You you needed that support and you needed something like that safe someone to create the space for you to learn and that as educators, as parents. And I am not saying that I know everything about parenting. I'm just saying, I remember being a kid. I remember being an adolescent and I know what it's like now when even I'm trying to like, you know, pay my check where I'm like, everyone's talking and it's like, you know how many times I wrote it out wrong. Yeah. You just double check. Remember that's what we learned. Um, and take your time. It's okay to say, I need another minute or, Hey, Hey teacher. Hey, I need, um, I don't do well when everyone's talking, like, it's hard for me to concentrate. Like that was another thing that I thought was really cool that I heard another kid, not, not one of mine actually say last year, I have a really hard time writing during like their writing period or whatever, when everyone's talking. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's like, how can you, you're trying to write a story and everyone's talking. It's like trying to think of a song when one's already playing, like, what are you doing? Can't do that. Um, it's okay to, to say I would do better in this. Is there anything available for, for me? Um, or can I do this at home? Or actually, Elena, you said you wrote an essay. What did you say? Did you, how did you write it? Did you dictate it? Did you type it? Remember back, well, like, I had I had access to one of my accommodations was um, access to a computer. Nice. So yeah, so we got to put all these together. Or I could, or or there was another situation where um, where I couldn't go into the classroom because I was sick. Mm -hmm. So they sent it to me via email, and I just wrote it and I did it in my dorm. I love you. So, I mean, and, and I did, I did my due diligence and I went to the disability office and I said, well, am I allowed to do this? And you know what they said? Whatever you do is between you and the professor. Well, you send your professor who would say anything other than, okay, thank you for doing you, your due diligence and just wanting to complete something. Send them to me. Cause I've got a lot of thoughts for that person. Um, <laughs> Perhaps they don't want to be educating. I think that it's such an important 
underappreciated um, job. It, I mean, I think it's the most important, actually, but highly underappreciated job. And I understand why people get grumpy. But let's not forget all the things we've talked about and how everybody learns differently and that there's a everyone lot learns, everyone learns differently and if you i understand that teachers are overworked mm -hmm. and underpaid yeah um oh yeah i want to share one story about my favorite teacher can i because you just shared yours yes um one that changed my whole life so um as you know brief brief preview i went to columbine high school during the shooting, I was a sophomore that year. And one of the many ways that I moved through that experience was my favorite teacher was um, Mrs. H. Hi, Mrs. H. Uh, we still keep in touch and we send each other cards and when I go home, we visit each other. Um, she changed my life. She knew that photography, she was my photography teacher, was something that i did for me i just love the art of it it was back in the dark room <laughs> dark room ages and um we should definitely do more dark room stuff it's you you still owe me a photo shoot it's a peaceful place yes i do but i she gave me a zero hour entry so i could go in before school started if i wanted to to develop my own pictures or if i had taken pictures and just be alone in, in that room that was definitely um, a safe and, and healthy place for me to work out whatever was, was going on with me. And she, she gave me that space to do that. And, and I attribute a lot of the speed in, in mental recovery, if, if that's a thing, um, to, to just having her be like, hey kid, you seem to really like photography. If you want to come in before school starts, I'll kick the door open for you. Like, how you could change a life. Just that simple. Yep. With that simple action. Yep. Okay, so next up, what should I do if I think my child needs help talking? Okay, Howard from Texas. Hi, Howard. Howard. I'm doing this double hand wave thing. I don't know, guys. Like, we're going to move with it. Um, yeah, we'll do double. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something I do now. Why just one? Um, so, yeah, I think we, for a child, it depends on their age, Howard, but um, I think the best thing to do when it, when it comes to a child you can either, depending on their age, you can either talk to a teacher or their doctor and get um, a recommendation or a referral. A referral is the right word for um, testing. Yeah, for testing speech pathology and all of that within, because as we said before, in each state it's different. But that's the first step is, is you can get that referral from those individuals. Um, I know that there were other questions for, um, I think it's one of the next ones. Yeah, if, um, so this is a caregiver. Hi, Beverly. Beverly, you didn't tell me where you're from. Okay. Um, the caregiver, and she 
her elderly patient does need speech therapy and would benefit from it. Yeah, Beverly, you're probably right. I mean, I don't know, but thank you for caring. Beverly, caregivers. Yeah. Um, I think that for, from what I was reading, just if they're, if they have a doctor, that's the best way to go about it. If, if you, you if older, elderly, so if they're older and she's, the patient is like, patient is older, they're usually, they usually have a doctor and they usually have a agency that provides services. But Beverly, just in quesadilla you don't like that doctor or you would like another doctor within that field or you would like to talk to that doctor's manager and say you're still having concerns of which you know are not being met uh keep going guys it's if you believe if you care enough to and i love that you do god i love that is that not one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen um don't stop because go for a second, third, fourth. You're going to find an answer and you will make a difference in that person's life and it will make a difference in yours because you did without a doubt from my experience. Um, I think that we should stop with those questions. And I think what you and I should do is put together our own resource list. I mean, I just have a hundred pages of, of things. But to summarize, if you're someone who has ever felt like they didn't learn just the same as everyone else in your class and it made you feel whatever like, that means, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, anymore. Same. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Like if you're someone who they said has this ability or what is it, Elena? that ability or this one or, or whatever we all have different abilities or you don't have i'm so tired of that i think that if you need more time to learn you've got it and you just if you learn in a different format ask for it and parents it is your responsibility to know what is available to you and so and ask and don't please don't try to cram them into a box again not a parent professional but just know that i'm telling you i just gave i just got three ieps ieps for four of my kids like honestly, so for everyone who doesn't know i don't care i want them to wait an iep is an individualized education is this the plan or program now i don't know but individualized education plan yeah, and I fought for that because you know what? I know that they that the format in which they were learning and the the you know the environment was not. And in order for you to receive something like that for your child, your child has to be diagnosed with some form of a disability. And you just have to ask for it. Mm -hmm. So you talk to the teacher, or you call your doctor, and you say, "This is the thing. I need a referral, and I need, and for that, you would need just like a letter of recommendation." And and you know what? Everybody has some kind of, not everybody, but I've found that a lot of people in a lot of these notes have. Um, do I want to say stigma? Like there's a stigma around having. Um, 
a learning disability, but I'm sorry, what did we say that was? What was it? Let me find it really quick, guys. Let me hold on really quick. 93% of adults. Yeah, right? So we're just different. And like, can we get over it? But so is every everyone is different in their own way. And and I think that's beautiful. But I don't want kids to feel like I did in high school when I was like, holy cannoli, I can't do math. Like I I am missing the math gene entirely. And it was something But you're like, not because look what you're doing now. I know, but I do but thank you. But but that's how I was made to feel. Because right. it was one simple thing that I just didn't know. So you're not at. missing the math gene. I couldn't do what you do. I mean I couldn't, but I'm telling you right now. I don't know. I took computer science class twice. Second time, someone else took it for me. Math is in different forms, though. I love the different forms of math. We're, we'll have to have, I could, I could geek out on math hmm. all night. Like, I just, I love, like, the different forms of it. Yeah, it's fascinating, but not that A B. What was that one, two, or like whatever that? Sequential one, sequential two, sequential three. Show me where we use that. Sorry, where where is it that we use that in life? Yeah, okay. I have no idea. Yeah. I think it's relevant. algebra. No trigonometry. Yeah, what are they? What what is that? We need to revisit that too. But Elena, I God, I love you so much. I feel like every time there's something that I know we both can speak to that. It's not easy, guys, to get someone on the show who will speak to their own personal experience. But it also is imperative for the other side, um, or I've found that it's the, um, you know, what you want is is to hear from people who are willing to openly and honestly share their personal experience, and then you know, the research and and the the different ways to go about it that that you and I Elena, know I that's what I found to be most successful however it's not easy to find someone who will share from their personal experience so you go girl and I love you I love you too you said you were coming to visit me I just um... well we have to plan it you're always going somewhere <laughs> <laughs> okay all right fine we're gonna do that offline um, if you guys have any other questions, this this episode will be available next Friday, um, anywhere you tune in if you weren't here now. And don't forget to send in your topics if there's something else that you would like to discuss. Or you can always remain anonymous at um, info at littlewinds.com and, and just send in a question if you listen and you want to know you know something in specifically to your area i'd be happy to look into it for you i don't know why i'm always like this but yeah i i want i want that let's do it let's work together do we miss anything else i don't think so i don't know we're good i love you i love you let's go learn in our environments. <laughs> yes. We it kept changing environment and format, environment, format, yeah, whatever, interchangeable. I love you. Thank you.
Thank you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for having me. Thank you and good night.